I suppose I should unmute myself first. Welcome <laughs> into the Soul Purple Podcast. <laughs> Off to a roaring start. Welcome in and uh, welcome into a rare live Saturday edition of the Skull Purple Podcast as we are here to talk about the Minnesota Vikings, of course. If you didn't know that, uh, maybe uh, this channel has been wrong for you the whole time, but uh, glad you're listening, no matter if you're a Vikings fan or not. But uh, it's uh, it's kind of a snowy day right now in northwest Iowa. Is it kind of the same way uh, over there for you, Tony? Yeah, it's a snowy day here in Minnesota as well. Uh, you know, it uh, it's snowing about as much as these players are falling off the roster. I can tell you that much. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's 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 kind of bittersweet, right? You know, you got you got the you got the mainstays that have been with the Minnesota Vikings for how long going away now, and it is yeah. I mean, it's. It's cool because we know that there's a new era coming and it's exciting, but also like, dang, these are some of the players I grew up watching for myself. I know you're a little older than me, but um, the Adam Don't Thielen, rub it in the, the, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I'll try to avoid that in the future. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the Eric Kendricks of the world, the Adam Thielens of the world, potentially the Harrison Smiths of the world coming as well, it sounds like more and more that Adam Thielen is going to be released as well. So I just wanted to do a quick live stream here on our YouTube channel. We'll post the audio later as well to um, our uh, audio-only feeds on Apple and Spotify. If you'd rather not have to look at us, uh, you can just listen to the soothing tones of our voices without having to be scared by our faces. So... Uh, there you go. That option is available too. And if you aren't scared of our faces, then thanks for thanks for not being scared of our faces, I guess. <laughs> thanks, thanks for sticking so, with us. That's right. That's right. So um glad to glad to be with you on this Saturday as we record this, I should say. Um but Tony, I'm curious. I know you guys talked about Eric Kendricks the other day when I was away. I'll be away again this coming week. Great timing with NFL free agency kicking off, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, Vikings release Eric Kendricks and now Adam Thielen. And it sounds like Harrison Smith is on the way. Plus, they waived Cameron Dancer, which we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, Adam Thielen, I know you did a quick short on it yesterday. I think it boiled down to two things for Adam Thielen, right? You had a guy that was going to be making $19.7 million or whatever it was right around there, $20 million almost to the salary cap, which the Vikings didn't want to pay because he's not worth it at this point in his career. I think we can all safely say that. Plus his role was diminishing within the Vikings offense. And we saw it last year, JJ, obviously the number one. And then when TJ Hawkinson got here, he was clearly the number two and you could even say at that point, too, that's when K.J. Osborne became the number three threat on the offense ahead of Adam Thielen even. But, uh, yeah, so it, it was kind of writing on the wall. If Adam Thielen was not going to take a pay cut, he was probably out the door. And here we are, uh, Minnesota Vikings releasing him. Eric Kendricks earlier in the week, um, I think for – the lifelong Minnesota fans and the people that live in Minnesota probably hurts a little bit more with 
Adam Thielen, but Eric Kendricks was a rock solid player in his prime. Fall has fallen off the uh, cliff a little bit the last couple of years, and it's been unfortunate to see. But man, he was fun to watch in his prime. Adam Thielen, same thing. Uh, him and Diggs in uh, 2017, so much fun to watch. Um, so yeah, it they'll be missed, but. You got to move on. You cannot continue to run it back every single year with the same crew because eventually you get to this point where the Vikings are kind of in salary cap hell, if you want to put it that way. And now they're starting to clear space for 2024, but there's still some work to be done. So we're expecting more moves here in the coming days. And maybe even during the time that we are live on this show we'll get some breaking vikings news that would be fantastic um but uh <laughs> vikings if you're listening um <laughs> but tony i'm curious to hear your thoughts on adam thielen and that whole situation uh, i think we're kind of all uh ready to get rid of caitlin at least uh, so it's like uh <laughs> with all her social media bashing and banter I think we're happy that Caitlin Thielen's out of the picture. No offense to the Thielen's, but uh, she's been something else, to say the least, in the last uh, last little bit. So, your thoughts sure. on Adam Thielen? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I don't think Caitlin's quite as bad as as the Mahomes family. We'll we'll, we'll say that much. <laughs> but uh, but overall, that I mean, look at the end of at the end of the day, you know, Adam was a. Uh, it's a fantastic story, right? Obviously you talk about a guy, hometown kid. Uh, we all, we all know the story. I'm not going to go through all of it. Right. Um, but you know, it's a field from story. Minnesota. Uh, he might be, I'm not sure. Uh, Didn't but he go I to think college in Minnesota, something like that. Yeah. Um, Randy Moss. Didn't he play for the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. Mankato. Um, I think it just ultimately what people need to remember is that it's 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 a business and his cap number this year was was huge. I mean, for a guy that didn't have much production last year um, in the grand scheme of things, you can't pay a guy like that. Nineteen million dollars. I mean, nineteen million dollars should go to a guy that's a high end number two, like a really high end number two or a low-end number one. Um, and Thielen looked like maybe a decent number three last year. Like, that was that was about where he landed. And so, at the end of the day, it's just the cap number, the contract didn't match the output. And ultimately, <clears throat> where, where he is in the offense and where I think they look to utilize him, uh, it, it just didn't make sense for any party involved. And I think that kind of gets lost in, in the you know, in all the dialogue and, and the narratives is that I think it makes sense for Thielen to move on too. Uh, you know, if you like Adam Thielen and you, you love him as a player um, or as a guy or both, I think you kind of want Thielen to leave too. I mean, as much as we love having him on the team and, you know, he's a Minnesota guy, I don't think he's going to get the ki- type of opportunities here than he would potentially somewhere else. Um, clear, they made that fairly clear last year. And I'm, I'm not saying that's like to bash Kevin O'Connell or that I think the scheme is bad. I just think the way this offense looks to run, it doesn't really fit where 
Adam Thielen is in his career right now. I think Adam Thielen would work best on a team that has a very athletic quarterback that's going to move around a lot because as we all know, Thielen is a, he's a smart player. He's very good at reading defenses and finding soft spots in a, especially like a zone. So if he could get out into space and get a little crafty, you know, be a possession receiver, I think he would make sense. To be honest with you, a team that I comes to mind is I think he'd make sense for a team like Baltimore. Um, you know, as long as Lamar is willing to play under the franchise tag, which is a whole different story, but I think he makes a lot of sense there because think about, he, he basically would be, in my opinion, a more dynamic Mark Andrews. So, uh, it just, you know, there are, there's a place for Adam Thielen out there. I don't think it's in the, in the, the Vikings at, at, you know, in Egan in Minneapolis. Um, so for both parties involved, I think this was the best move. So you heard it here first, folks. Tony Stegeman believes Adam Thielen is better than Mark Andrews at the tight end position. <laughs> well, I'm breaking just saying, news. <laughs> I'm not throwing Mark Andrews out on the outside anytime soon. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right in that it would give Lamar another reliable threat. No doubt about that. And that'd be a yeah. different subject for a different time and show. But um yeah, I I think he needs to go somewhere that is not necessarily a how do you want to say it? A uh I obviously he wants to go to a contender. That's the thing. I I think Adam sure. is pretty clearly looking to try and win a Super Bowl at this point. So I still think he could go to the Jets. I mean, I know they've got Garrett Wilson is their kind of their top guy, which he could run into the same problem in New York, by the way. Um, are you telling me, are you telling me we could see Aaron Rodgers passing Adam Thielen throw up in my mouth? That sounds horrible. I know. I know. I know. It sounds terrible, but uh, could have happened. It could have happened next year when the Vikings get Aaron Rodgers after he goes to the Jets no. for a season. So that's. That's got to happen, right? Like it's <laughs> it's I written suppose. in the clouds. It's written in the stone or on the stone, I should say. Yeah. That on the uh, NFL tablets, any, any Packers quarterback that went to the Packers and then went to the Jet or was a Packer went to the Jets has to go to the Vikings to end their career. As much as I hate Aaron Rodgers, and trust me, I don't know if I would even want him here. I just have a feeling that that could happen next year, especially if the Vikings don't find their quarterback in this draft. I could very well see that the Vikings part ways with Kirk Cousins and say, "Hey, Aaron, give us that uh, give us that competitive part of this competitive rebuild for one more season." And uh, David says, "KC, that would be a good one. I think that's a really good one, uh, David, because they have a lot of agents." coming as well i think juju smith schuster's a free agent i can't remember if marquez valdez scantling is or not but uh canarius tony's going to be the new number one there uh, obviously travis kelsey so again thielen is uh, probably going to be the number two if he goes to well probably the number three receiving option under those two um going yeah. to kansas city but i think that'd be a good option if he's looking to win a super bowl um yeah, I think I think those three options, the Jets, the Ravens, the um Chiefs as we mentioned, David has mentioned as well. I think those are good options for him as well, but uh 
it'll be interesting. I mean, we wish him the best, obviously, despite what Caitlin has been uh, up to on social media. We wish him the best. We're not going to throw him <laughs> under the bus just because of his wife and all that melodrama. But I think they need to, I think at least Caitlin needs to realize that it's a business. And I don't think she gets that part of it yet. Um, and, and I, and I get it. She thinks her husband is worth $20 million a year. And, uh, I don't think, I don't think there's many teams out there that would agree with that. I would be very surprised if Adam Thielen signs anywhere for anything over $10 million this next year per year. At yeah. least, you know, I, I think that'd be pretty shocking. Well, she's got to support her husband. You know, I, I, it's always so That's funny right. too. like, I, I get it. You know, they're going to, it's kind of like when you hear players, her income about, is being threatened in the future. So, yeah, well, not only that too, it's just like, <laughs> you know, we all want to think highly of ourselves and our family's going to do the same thing. And so it's an, you know, it's an unbiased take and you, you take it for what it is. You know, you hear players say that all the time at the end of the year about how much left they have in the tank and blah, 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 blah. It's same with the agents talk about what well, this guy's got. Pro Bowls, and I mean, I think he's got MVP caliber years left in him. And you're thinking to yourself, like, this guy played three games, you know, <laughs> or whatever it right. might be. Uh, so it's just, it's all a lot of great PR speak. And uh, look, like I said, I think if, as someone that really has enjoyed watching Adam Thielen and been surprised by him and, and allowed to, to, you know, him to prove me wrong and for me to publicly say, uh, you know, that uh, he was much better than I ever gave him credit for early in his career. That is, um, you know, I, I, I think that he's got stuff left it left in the tank. I just think again, the way that the Minnesota Vikings are looking to run their offense, it just doesn't make, he, there's not as much of a place for him and where his skill set is at right now. This, this is a much more stretch the defense type of a offense. And he's just not the, he fits more in like a West coast offense. Um, that's going to be heavy on the run. Like, honestly, in a lot of ways, he probably fit better in Mike Zimmer's offense and kind of makes sense. Oh, interesting how that works. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. He's not a deep threat. And I think if the Vikings yeah. are looking for a wide receiver too going forward, they need a deep threat because Justin Jefferson can be that guy. But I think where JJ really thrives is the middle of the field. Um, obviously he can win on the outside. He can win in the slot. He can win anywhere, but I think his ability to, you know, run across the field and away from defenders is huge and a huge part of his game. And then you look at Adam Thielen, um, his, his, uh, his forte nowadays is kind of that same, almost that same mold where he's going to be between the five to 15, maybe 20, maybe a little further down the field yet. Uh, that's kind of where his sweet spot is at this point in his career, I would say, at least for receiving wise. And Justin Jefferson, he can kind of do it all, but they also need, they have TJ Hawkinson, right? So they've got him kind of to be in the five to 10, 15 yard range on the field. Now they need somebody to go down the field 30, 40, 50 yards and be able to catch a deep ball. That That kind of threat the Vikings do not have on offense. And that's why the Vikings decided to go in a different direction. I believe um, Adam Thielen was not that deep threat that the Vikings want to probably add. So I think that had a big thing to do with it there. Yeah, sure. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, like we said, just the offense is 
just not designed for his skill set at this point. But like I said, we love Adam. Wish him all the best somewhere else. The Skull Purple Podcast is a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. And we also, as part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, have a sponsor called DraftKings. You ever heard of them? Uh, they, they are a sports book. And the action, Tony, never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbooks is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, spring training baseball going on right now, golf right up Tony's Alley, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN. P-N, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes and the description below for those of you on YouTube uh, for details. And you can see that as well um, on our audio show when we post that later. So DraftKings Sportsbook, sponsor through the Pigskin Podcast Network. Tony, have you been doing any... Uh, been doing any betting on some spring training baseball or any golf lately? No golf, no spring training baseball, but I have uh, have had some basketball lineups. So been playing a little basketball here and there. Um, it's hard because I am biased towards the Wolves, and well, you know how that goes sometimes. <laughs> well, I, but, uh, uh, no. I do have my old school Timberwolves shirt on here, so uh, it's. Yeah. It's definitely old school now. I have the kind of the same old school hat. It's weird, you know, the new jerseys in the last five years or whenever it was. But, yeah. but yeah, I like the wolves. The new, I, like the new digs. I like the new digs. I think the lime greens kind yeah. of cool. Uh, when I see the yeah. old logo, Carson, when you see the old logo, I, I want you to hold on to your answer. But I want you to think of who do you think of when you see the old Timberwolves logo? For me, I think of Sam Mitchell and Tom Gugliata. Oh, that logo. So when I see KG. that logo, yeah, I think of KG. You got to think of Kevin Garnett. Yeah, it's got to be KG. Yep. Yep. yep, absolutely. All right, gentlemen. And by gentlemen, I guess I mean just us here. <laughs> Me and David's, my four personalities. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we got David in the comments. Over, under, yards, touchdowns for Adam Thielen next year. I wonder if that is available on DraftKings. You can find out at DraftKings Sportsbook um, online. Use code TPPN, by the way. So, right. uh, and then, uh, and then you can you can do that. I don't know if I would put an over under. I would say he's going to be under 600 receiving yards. I I would I would put the over under probably at 550 maybe, but mm, I would say yeah. I would say I would probably even take the under on 550. So, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I, that's a really hard one. That'd be a hard bet to make because it really is dependent 
obviously on where he's going to go and, and where he's going to end up. Um, you know, it, it really is just going to be dependent on the type of offense he's in the quarterback situation. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to even say like where the best place is or what the best situation is, because if he goes to a room that's loaded with wide receiver talent, he's probably going to get lost. Uh, and then not have a lot of opportunities. But at the same time, he needs to go somewhere where he can't be the focal point either because I don't think he's at a level to be a number one certainly anymore. But uh, I hate to say that. It makes me feel bad saying that. Cameron Dantzler, one of the other guys to go here, Tony. He was waived yesterday. Kind of a, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say a drop-dead shock, but definitely... Definitely pretty surprising because he is a young player yet. Yeah. But I think for me, when I think of Cameron Dantzler and why the Vikings may have waived him, I think it probably came down to scheme fit, number one. And let's be honest, it just wasn't – it just was not a fit for the scheme. Uh, not a fit for the scheme for Cameron Dantzler. And it wasn't one of the guys that Quasi Adolfo Mensa – drafted either so I think that goes with it I think Brian Flores probably played a role in making that decision as well and now now things are really opened up for the Vikings to potentially either go get a free agent corner or draft one in the first round which I know everybody's excited about drafting another first round corner because they've worked out so well in the past <laughs> but uh Cameron Dantzler no longer a Viking your thoughts yeah, that one, I'm with you. I, I was not uh, expecting that at all. Um, and not that I'm a huge Cam guy, like you mentioned. Uh, I certainly have been critical of him at times in the past. But a guy that I think, generally speaking, we all felt like had some talent uh, early on. You know, when he got drafted, we got into that training camp. I think a lot of folks thought, you know, this kid might have some talent there. There might be something to, to build. I just think Dantzler suffered from injuries and then on top of it he suffered from I just think a lack of confidence I think he got really beat down with Zimmer and company and how that situation kind of panned out um you know with corners you gotta let them struggle it's one of those positions where very rarely like rarely rarely do you have guys come in the league and they're just you know, at the top of their position group uh, immediately. I mean, most of these corners, even some of the best ones in the league, their first year or so, they kind of look, eh, you know, like, okay. You know, that's about the best you can expect from a rookie corner is they look serviceable. And if they look serviceable their rookie year, that usually means you got something. Um, so it just felt like maybe Zimmer pulled the plug early. He had guys that I think like especially the Breland situation, like Breland looked terrible. Imagine being a young guy. You got this veteran in front of you that gets plugged into a starting spot, and he is very clearly terrible, like a liability. What that would tell me as a young player is I'm worse than this guy, and this guy is horrible. So I just think that Dantzler dealt with, again, injury issues, which happen. And then um, I just think his confidence got shook, shaken, Shooked? I don't know. Uh, and then it never One of recovered. Those. One of them. Uh, it never recovered, and uh, it just is what it is. So maybe while evalu evaluating where he was, they just thought this guy probably deserves a fresh start somewhere else. I think that we'd have better, better options somewhere else. So surprising, yes. Am I completely disappointed about it? 
Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Obviously, we'll never forget uh, Chris Berman with his uh, tiny, tiny dancer comment uh, <laughs> after the uh, stripping of uh, ISM, secret agent ISM, double agent. That's um, right. In that Bears game, but uh, that um, that that is probably the biggest play of Cam Dantzler's career, saving that game. So we can thank yeah. him for that. That was a great memory. And um, unfortunately, I just you know I I really did have high hopes for Dantzler when the Vikings drafted him. I know he was only a fourth round guy, but I thought his length and his speed at the time I thought was a good fit. And I thought if the Vikings could mold him, which I don't think Mike Zimmer, I think if Mike Zimmer would have taken the time to do it, I really don't think he did. Um, that's yeah. just my feeling from the last couple of years of Zimmer. I think if they would have taken the time to mold him, I think he could have been better than what he is right now. Yeah, I don't disagree. And especially after hearing, uh, because he did get, did, did Dantzler, I'd have to look at the time frame, but did Dantzler get brought in prior to Diggs leaving? Was his rookie season still with Diggs on the team? It might have been. But I know for sure Thielen had talked about, you know, this guy's got something. Like he was, he was, he was covered him pretty tough and tight in, uh, in training camp. That was a lot of, you know, and I get that they're always going to say this, that, or whatever, but usually when you hear it from the players, it's a less, it's a little less sugar coated, or I should say they're less likely to, you know, pump up a guy for no reason, uh, unlike some of the media or Paul Allen or, you know, somebody like that. So that gave me hope. You know, you hear guys that are pretty good at their craft, especially because at that time Thielen was uh, at the top of top of his game. I mean, he was certainly people were talking about him being, a, you know, maybe even the number one over Diggs, kind of 1A, 1B with Diggs. So, um, yeah, I thought there was something there. I think you're right. I think Zimmer Zimmer didn't have a lot of time for young corners and you know some of these guys come in with a lot of swag and we've talked about this before corners have to have the same kind of swag that a receiver has they just have to because those are the people they're covering they're going to have to play the game and uh, I think Zimmer he liked a guy that was more of a blue collar lunch pail kind of guy and uh you know, it, in today's league, these guys that play skill positions, they're just not like that. I mean, not obviously there are some, um, but, you know, I mean, think of a guy like Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson is cl is close to a lunch pail guy in today's NFL that you're going to see at the receiver position. And he's still rocking the grills and doing the gritty, you know, <laughs> so it's like you got to know what you got. The and that was just gritty you're going to get. That's that's right. You I just thank think the Lord for that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not going to see me doing the gritty. Um, it's going to look worse than Adam Schefter's. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just and think Mike Gesicki's. Oh, I. You know what? I think Gesicki gets a little bit too much hate. I thought his gritty was while not he goes great, way too fast. First it, of all. it does. Yes, it's a little herky jerky. Um, I feel not like a that guy I'm that a gritty could probably by any means. I think a guy that could probably do a really good gritty. That's not a Minnesota Viking. It's Travis Kelsey. I feel like he's got a little, little, little bit of moves. I think Kelsey could put one on. Um, I don't want to see it. I just, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, but anyway, I just think ultimately you're well, right, Travis. If you're watching this, we don't want to see it. Repeat, we yeah. do not want to see it. I mean, I well, I'll take this back. If both Travis and Jason do it, I'll watch. Um, <laughs> but uh, now I, I think you're right. I think Zimmer. Zimmer probably got to the point where 
uh, he just, he want, he, I think Zimmer also knew he was on thin ice and he desperately wanted this team to, you know, be in his, uh, you know, what he envisioned them to be. And, uh, you know, these young guys, they're going to struggle and he didn't have any time for it. So to your point, I don't know if he was ever developed properly. And then again, you know, you beat down a guy's confidence. It's tough to come back from that. Last subject before we get off here today, everyone. Thank you for those of you that have tuned in. If you have any comments, uh, be sure to get those in here real quick before we get this live stream wrapped up. But let's talk about Harrison Smith. It, the rumor mill on Twitter was going off yesterday, basically saying, and there was some actual credible reports in there too by Doogie Wolfson of KSTP and Score North. Um, he says he says that. The Vikings have been trying really hard to get Harrison Smith back, but it sounds like there may be talks falling through in terms of what number he could play at and all that kind of stuff. And so it sounds like Harrison Smith could potentially be out. Um, and uh, that one, I loved Adam, but uh, Harrison Smith, I actually had it. I have his jersey somewhere. Um, and he obviously is always big time with some of the plays he's made in his career interceptions, um, getting some timely, um, stops on defense throughout his career. And I, I just always loved him because he is that lunch pail guy. Like you mentioned, um, he is the lunch pail guy. He is the prototypical come to work. I'm going to get my job done. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it well. And I'm not going to spend too much time being happy about it. Carson. Or, go ahead. Breaking news while we're live on air here. Uh, Vikings just announced passing a Bud Grant. Really? Yeah. Yep. Passing oh, a Bud Grant. No. Yeah. Uh, just got the update. It says um, we are absolutely devastated to announce legendary Vikings head coach no. and Hall of Fame Bud Grant passed away. 95. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So big, uh, big ups for, for bud, obviously 95. Um, my, by the way, um, while you digest that here, Carson, cause I had to, while you were talking, um, wow. Interesting note with bud grant and myself, uh, he followed, well, we'll say followed now, unfortunately, RIP, uh, me on Twitter wow. for, for whatever reason, out of all the people to follow, he followed me. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, I got to meet him for those that are in the twin cities area or been to the twin cities area. If you, uh, were a Bud Grant fan, uh, you may know that he puts on a big garage sale every year that has a lot of Vikings memorabilia stuff from yep. when he was obviously with the team, but then also the years that he spent still with the organization. So I, I have had a chance to meet him a couple times and, and shake his hand. Always very nice. Um, so yeah, rest in peace. Hmm. Um, Bud Grant breaking greatest, news, greatest coach in Vikings history. It's not even close. Yeah. It's not even yeah. close. I love Mike Zimmer and he's probably the closest maybe along with Denny green, but, Wow. Yeah. That he lived a long life, but man, that's huh, just kind that's of heavy news. Right. Yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavy news here on a, on a Saturday, but uh yeah, and obviously wow. so, you know, um you know, thoughts go out to the family, um Bud's family. Yeah. Uh so hopefully everybody's doing okay there and uh as you mentioned Carson, long life, certainly Viking for life. 
um, in, in life and in death, but we're, uh, yeah, pretty shocked here on the podcast. That was big news. And I didn't mean to interrupt you. It just, I, I saw it and I thought I got to say, I, I saw your hand go up. Right. And I was like, Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, uh, not the news we were hoping to get on the show today, but yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, no, no doubt about it. Bud, Bud Grant's legacy. Um, yeah, the greatest coach in Vikings history, and maybe someday somebody will pass him. Hopefully, someday somebody will, just because it'd be great news for the Vikings. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, man, that is that's some tough news for Vikings fans. Bud Grant, the the guy that brought the Vikings to all four of their Super Bowls, uh, obviously the head coach for Fran Tarkington. Um, for all the years that he was there um, as well. And big, big reason why those Vikings defenses were so good. Purple people eaters, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Wow. That is some shocking, heartbreaking news um, yeah. this morning. So, um, well, the neat, the neat thing is about that relationship, too, is that he still, and, and I don't know, I can't confirm this, but when he was in the building at winter park um and i really mean that in the building uh, like he had an office still <laughs> uh with the organization and so uh it, you know it's a neat story obviously all the history that's there but i think the vikings have always done throughout the ownership right changes with between mccombs who you know rest in peace just passed away not that long ago into the will family um you know they've always kept him in the family uh, with the Vikings organization, you know, he's been a part of it. Um, I still think my favorite thing about Bud is the, the, you know, not allowing the sleeves, you know, it was the coldest in Minnesota weather. Right. And, uh, no sleeves. We're out there in a polo shirt on the side yeah. of the, uh, side of the, at Met, at Met stadium. And, uh, you know, these players out there, but it was such an advantage. I mean, these guys were so mentally tough to, to be out there in the cold. And then you'd have these teams from California or certainly anywhere down South that have to come up here and play. And, uh, and Bud understood that, you know, he understood that advantage mentally uh, of having the cold be almost like a part of your team, you know? Um, and uh, so, yeah, tough news to, to hear hard, hard to really segue from, from that. Yeah. Uh, but wow. again, I know Carson, not to put, thanks words for bringing in your mouth, it up though. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I had to look at it. I couldn't, I couldn't not say anything, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, again, from, uh, from the skull purple podcast to the, but to the, you know, family of the grant family, certainly we, uh, you know, you're with our thoughts here and, and uh, like I said, rest in peace, but yeah, wish, uh, wish the family um, condolences and hope, Hope for the uh, hope for the best in the future, but uh, yeah, tough tough day for Skull Nation here um, processing processing that news. Um, but uh, I I let's as 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 hard as it is, let's try and transition sure. um, back to well, Harrison have, Smith. Uh, yeah, more start. breaking news. No, no, I was just gonna okay. say I. I I did have some thoughts on, on that. Um, so, so yeah, back to Harrison Smith. Um, I would agree with everything that you said and I share your sentiment as far as I, I'm 
did not think he would be a piece that was going to leave. I certainly thought he was going to be another, you know, mainstay um, uh, on the team for, for a little, or at least a mainstay that was going to be with us in 2023. Um, but I do think Flores, uh, you're right, you know, probably wants to keep him, but we understand that he needs to come back at a, a negotiated rate um, or a renegotiated rate. So uh, yeah, I'll be surprised uh, if we don't find a common ground there. I just think ultimately, if you're a Vikings fan, one thing you have to feel really good about over the last week is that one issue I had with Spielman, and I liked a lot of things he did, but I was definitely critical of other things that that he did or didn't do. And one of the things he didn't do was he had the, it seemed like the inability to time when to move on from players, especially players that he drafted. So I think that, and that hurt our roster ultimately, like, you know, the longevity of our roster. So I I have appreciated the fact that this, this new front office has seemed to be more willing, certainly to cut bait uh, with players and move on from players much faster. Um, Maybe looking at things from more of a numbers game. And and I get that there is emotions. The true test, test, Tony will be when they do that with their own players, because Let's yes. let's not forget yes. these are these are Spielman and Zimmer's players, and for some of them, not even. Uh, well, yeah. I guess Spielman, but not Zimmer. Like Harrison Smith was actually drafted before uh, Mike Zimmer got here. But continue. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. True test is going to be to see what they do with their own players. Um, let's hope they can move on from some of these not great draft picks they had this last year. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I just think. We should feel good about the fact that this team is seeming to, again, turn a new leaf a little bit when it comes to de- dealing with player personnel. And while we have the short-term pain, because we are losing familiar faces, fan favorites um, for a long time, it is time. Like it, it is time for us to move on, to get younger, to get faster, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so, you know. I have appreciated the decisiveness of this group. Um, and that and that's there's something to be said for that. My guy Rap chiming in here uh in the YouTube mm. comment section. Appreciate it, Rap. Uh I don't know if you saw the news. Bud Grant passed away uh at ninety-five. Don't yeah. know if you saw that man, but uh that's uh if you've been watching. But uh yeah, that's some tough news uh that we uh we had to endure talking about, but uh, even tougher news for the Grant family, I'm sure. And of course, Skull Nation as a whole, it's a tough, tough day. But um, yeah, I, I guess the last thing I'll say on Harrison Smith is I think <clears throat> there's just so many. There's, I and, and this was a point I think Doogie Wolfson brought up when he was talking about it is. There's only so many locker room guys that you can take away because you get a, you get away from the human element where it's easy for me on Madden franchise mode to cut bait with everybody and not have it affect my team but <laughs> but when you're talking about actual human beings and you're talking about losing teammates that have been there for years um, or just have been huge influences on guys like a Harrison Smith Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks too. Um, I want to get to know their families, right? 
yeah, get to know their families, be good friends off the field. Like that can have a huge impact on a locker room negatively. Um, now, if that's something the Vikings are okay with for a year or two, then by all means, I, I don't necessarily think they should stop from doing that, uh, or hold back from doing it. But, um, I think his cap number was pretty big. They're not going to save a ton from what I remember. Right. Tony. Um, but it does get him out of his contract for the rest of the final few years. So, um, they would be off the books for that. And then into 2024, free agency, which looks like the Vikings are going to have plenty of money to spend next free agency. And who knows if they keep making more moves, which it'll be interesting to see if they make any more moves today. Now with uh, the Bud Grant news coming out, um, I would doubt it, but um, yeah. I think there's got to be more moves coming because they're still not cap compliant either. So, yeah. Yeah. They still have a ways to go there. Um, I had this thought, Carson, uh, and I don't know if this has crossed your mind. It was probably really great timing on the Vikings part. Or, I mean, not that they've solicited solicited this, but great timing for the Vikings organization that that survey that went out about organization and you know rating all these oh, things yeah. came oh, out before man. this off season uh, yeah. because it was all like oh, how much they treat the, the family oriented and notice really how they waited the to uh, <laughs> let that come out before making any news. Yeah, because uh, I, I don't know if that survey would have looked the same next year. And and look, it's it's not that that what they're doing is bad, and there's nothing that I've seen them do so far that that lends me to believe that they're being unfair. Like I don't see anything that they've right. done where I'm like, if anything, the only the only situation I could see the Vikings maybe being a little. I don't want to say petty, but almost like where they're going to stick their their chest out a little bit is probably the Zadarius situation only because I think as an organization, you can't you have to be able to set the tone that the player isn't going to dictate what they do, Um, because ultimately, I don't see why they kind of wouldn't release Zadarius or at least try to trade him. And maybe that's why they're denying the release right now is because they're trying to find a trade partner, which I do think is a high possibility. Not that they find one, but that's their their plan. Um, But yeah, that's the only situation where I've thought "Mm, the Vikings might, you know, might play a little hardball on this one just because, again, if if you set that precedent, then you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that precedent with future players. Uh, so, but other, all the others, I mean, I'm the, the Thielen one made sense. Like I said, for all parties involved, Thielen could have taken a lesser deal too. keep in mind. It's not all just on the Vikings. It sounds like they were trying to rework a deal. So it's not like they said, no, you're just out of here, buddy. I'm assuming brought him a number. He didn't like it and he chose to say no. And that's okay. Um, you know, the Kendricks thing, it's, it's tough, but it makes sense. I mean, look at the cap situation you just mentioned. So I don't know, Carson, you tell me if you feel any different way, but I don't feel like they've been unfair with any of these. They all make sense. Um, I totally agree. And I would argue, uh, I think Jason over the cap put out on Twitter saying, Oh, Vikings are making moves. They should have made last year. Hmm. Yeah. And I, and I agree with that. I know everybody's, yeah, 13 wins, all this, but it was just a means to an end. Let's be honest here. I mean, yeah. the, the, I think the Wolves wanted to have one more year of com- 
competition, going really hard on this competition field. It's easy to say now looking back is now they make some of these moves, but I think uh, I think that's where the <laughs> Quasi literally put this wording the way he did because competitive first, rebuild second. It's kind of how it's looking for the Vikings. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting well, I to will, see. I will say this, just this quick little nugget, and it's mm-hmm. more just a shout out uh, one of our other uh, members of the Skull Purple podcast, but we were talking about this in our group chat off air, as you know, Carson and uh, Peter. We have a group chat. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You're not in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, Peter. Breaking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're all fired. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter. Uh, Peter made a, a really good point when we were talking about this in the group chat. So shout out to Peter. I'm I'm taking this from him, but I'm giving him credit live on air here. But he made a point, which I thought was phenomenal. And that was, you know, it probably made sense for us to try to be competitive last year because you 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 get the equity, you build up a little equity um, now this offseason when we start making all these moves. Because if we would have looked like trash last year, yeah. you know, there's going to be a lot of folks in the media now where, you know, they looked good last year where we can say, well, we see, you know, we see how, uh, you know, how well that, you know, KOC can do. And so you kind of build some trust there. Whereas if yeah. we would have been trash last season, it's like, you know, what is this guy doing now? He's blowing it up. And, right. and so you just, you know, like I said, you, you build up some of that trust. I think they did some of that last year where now they get a little bit of that benefit of the doubt where if we just thought they had no idea what they were doing, it was, it, we'd be ringing the alarms right now going like, what is this guy doing? And then the next thing you know, we're going to be moving to Texas. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation in our yeah. group chat, that we will not get into. <laughs> yeah. Which is not Red McCombs. Uh, I think, I think the Wolves would probably rather move us to the, what are they from? They're from Jersey, aren't they? I don't think they'd be going to Texas. All right, gentlemen, myself and Tony and everybody else that's tuning in here on YouTube, that is going to do it for this live stream. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find us on Spotify and Apple. We'll post this later there uh, as well. And um, yeah, appreciate the support. Again, um, best wishes and um, our condolences go out to the Grant family. But Grant, again, Vikings legend coach legendary coach died at 95 today as we record this live stream so but as always skull skull